Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number three of the Give or Take podcast. And before we start this episode, I'd like to apologize for my voice. Right now, I have a cold, so I'm going to sound stuffy. You might hear a little sniffles, so I'm just giving you guys a little heads up. But this episode should be pretty good because there has been a ton of news in this past week, so let's get right into it. Starting in the NFL, there's been a couple big-named defensive players that have seemed to found themselves in trouble with Frank Clark being charged with a felony of weapons possession from something that happened back in March when he was found with a Uzi, I believe it was. And then Richard Sherman, he was found in connection to a hit and run and a damage to State Department of Transportation property. So that could certainly be something as well with him. Frank Clark, I know he's looking at like two years in jail, prison maybe, something like that. And this Richard Sherman thing is still new. So we're still going to have to wait and see what sort of is going on with that. Speaking of people getting locked up, Stephon Gilmore, a cornerback in the NFL that is known for locking up receivers and debatably the number one cornerback in the league is having some contract issues and said, and I quote, I just want what I'm worth. So he's clearly looking for some more money and isn't too happy with his contract. We'll see how it plays out with him showing up to training camp this upcoming month to see if he decides to hold out or not. I personally don't think he will, but if he really has an issue with how much money he's getting made, I'm sure he'll put a foot in the ground and decide whether he holds out or not to get this more money. Maybe he gets traded. I don't think he will though, but maybe the Patriots do think about trading him though. Cause they have JC Jackson who just had a breakout year. So yeah, despite um, Stefan Gilmore having an issue with his contract, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers, how he's got an issue with his team. And over the past week, some news has came out over with him in the golf tournament. I talked about that in last podcast. But now he has came out and said it will be a couple weeks until he figures out what he's going to do in 2021, whether it's play or hold out, retire maybe, even though that's so unlikely. If he retires, I will be in shock. He's debatably in his peak right now in his career, coming off of his second or third MVP, played phenomenal, but we'll just see. Now heading over to the MLB, Clayton Kershaw is placed on IL. I forgot what for, but that's definitely a big blow for the Dodgers as they're already weak with pitching with an issue going on with Trevor Bauer, but I'm not going to get into that. So, yeah, we're going to have to wait to see how the Dodgers play. Luckily, the all-star break is going on, so that will certainly save them. And on top of Kershaw getting hurt, young stud slash star Ronald Acuna out for the season with a torn ACL, which is so, so sad to see. He's one of the best young players in the league. For me, in my opinion, he's the best by far young player in the league. He could do it all. So that will suck to see him hurt and out for the rest of the season. Now, if we want to keep talking about pitchers, Shohei Otani set the single season record for most home runs by a Japanese born player 
with 33 home runs, and it's only the All-Star break. So he's just going to get better and better, which is truly incredible what he's done this season. Really out there representing for all the Japanese people and just the country in general. So I'm sure they're all celebrating for him back home in Japan. So congrats to them. Now, if we want to talk about records being broken, though, Pablo Lopez of the Miami Marlins strikes out the first nine batters to start the game, which set a modern era record. So congrats to him. That was definitely a shock to see that in the news when they were talking about it. Because Pablo Lopez, out of all people, you'd expect it to be a big-name pitcher like DeGrom, um, you know, one of those big-name players. But no, it's Pablo Lopez, so congrats to him. Now, speaking of the All-Star break also, because I was just talking about it with Shohei Otani and his record. But the All-Star game just went on, and the AL took the game 5-2 to with Vlad Guerrero. Now Shock was the All-Star Game MVP. Dude hit an absolute nuke during that game in, I believe, the second or third inning. I could be totally wrong with that, but he hit a very far home run. I believe 462 feet it was. Somewhere in that range, you know, which was awesome. And with hitting home runs, the home run derby was also on the other day as well, Monday. Pete Alonzo won it with an incredible, incredible first round hitting 35, 36 home runs, somewhere in that range also. I should have known what number it was. But it was a record for most home runs hit in a first round, which sucks. Well, it doesn't suck for him at all. It doesn't suck for anyone but Salvador Perez because he put up an incredible first round. But he had to go up against, I mean, Pete Alonso, which sucks because I could have seen Salvador Perez make the finals and Pete Alonso back to back. Not shouldn't come to a shock. The dude claims to be the best power hitter in the league, but I mean, he certainly can back it up with the way he's performed at the um, home run derbies. He's like the Zach Levine of the MLB, I guess you could put it. Speaking of All Star Game, though, there was luckily. Four people arrested on weapon charges near Coors Field. They found a lot of guns and stuff like that. But thankfully, they got arrested. Thankfully, no one was harmed. So that could have been bad. The FBI is saying there was no intention um, for these people to do anything bad towards the All-Star game. But you never know. With people willing to carry that much stuff, you really never know, but thankfully, everyone's safe and nothing bad did happen, and everyone was able to enjoy their all-star game and home run derby. Towards the end of the month will be the MLB trade deadline, and there's been rumors going around, but it's been announced that the Cubs will be selling at the deadline, so it's going to be sad to see some of these core players from that World Series team go away, like Chris Bryant. Anthony Rizzo, maybe, Javier Baez, maybe. And then we're also going to trade Craig Kimbrell, I assume, because we could certainly get something out of him and Chris Bryant. But it's going to be sad for sure if all those players go, because then we just go back to being a terrible team that's 
the bottom of the NL Central every year pretty much. Now, going over to the NHL, there wasn't that much that happened besides Duncan Keith getting traded to the Edmonton Oilers. It was the Blackhawks were sending over to Edmonton Duncan Keith and Tim Soderlin for Caleb Jones and a third-round pick, which could turn into a second-round pick if the Oilers win three rounds in the playoffs while Duncan Keith is top four in defensemen on the Oilers in minutes which I could see them getting the minutes thing, but I don't see them getting th- three rounds into the playoffs. I see them being another first or second round exit. But it was an absolute steal for the Blackhawks, I believe, because Caleb Jones will be what allows the Hawks to get Seth Jones. It'll pull him over be like, all right, yeah, I want to go to Chicago and play with my brother, which is really cool to see. So, yeah. Me, myself, being a Blackhawks fan and watching Duncan Keith my entire life, pretty much. Well, he was drafted in 2002. I was born in 2002. So my entire life watching him play in the Blackhawks uniform was awesome. He did incredible things. He was there for us in that dynasty, winning a Conn Smythe in one of those years. And he's also won the Norris Trophy. So it's going to suck to see him go, but... He deserved it. He just wanted to be traded so he could see his kid because he only saw his kid once throughout the entire season. So, yeah, good for him. Certainly earned it. But, you know, it doesn't suck to me at least because I grew up a Blackhawks fan and still am a Blackhawks fan. Pecker Rene retired. Just seeing him on the Predators sucked because he was such a good goalie. And the Blackhawks and Predators, you know, they don't get together. Or not together, but they don't get along too much. So seeing him gone, you know, it's bittersweet for me because he was a good goalie. He's been there since 05-06, I believe it was. So it's going to be a good thing that we get to see the Preds suffer a little bit with this. But, yeah, you can't deny how good he has been for them. I don't think he'll be in the Hall of Fame, though. And it's also official, if we're going to stay on the page as Blackhawks rivals, Vladimir Tarasenko finally decides to request a trade from the Blues, which, I mean, I don't, I understand. The dude wants to be in a better place. The Blues won't be going anywhere anytime soon. I hope the Kraken decide to do something for him because that'd be real cool. He could be the face of the franchise potentially if he goes there. So, yeah, that will be cool. Then the Taylor Hall sweepstakes starting to heat up as the Maple Leafs do have have interest in him and then also the Bruins as well me personally I think he stays with the Bruins he was playing pretty well for them after he got traded there thankfully because he sucked in Buffalo terrible so I believe he stays there too I'd also like to say rest in peace to Brian Bugsy Watson as he sadly died at the age of 78 my condolences to the Watson family as they go through this tough, tough time for them. Now over in the NBA, the 76ers announced that Ben Simmons officially is available for trade. Like I said, I could see the Timberwolves going for him, the Trailblazers, the Cavs, a whole bunch of teams, you know, because he's a player that can go and be a help defensively. 
and offensively, just not scoring-wise, the dude could pass the ball, which is big, which is why I think he'll be a big, big help over in Minnesota alongside Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. I'd say a D-low trade for Ben Simmons. It makes sense for both teams. But the T-Wolves said that they're not even willing to trade D-low because he is part of that young core for them. But I feel like it'd be worth it for them and that they'd be winning the trade if it's uh, Ben Simmons for a D'Angelo Russell trade. But they said, nah, we don't want to do that. Then the Magic recently have hired their new coach for the next four years, depending whether he gets fired or not. But the contract says four years. They decided to hire the Mavericks assistant coach, Jamal Mosley, to be their new coach, obviously, if I just said that. Which, it's not a good move, but not a bad move. Because the Magic, they're one of those teams right now where they're certainly in a rebuild and have some good young talent that can be good, like Markel Fultz. I think he still has the potential to be a really good point guard in the league. He just needs the coaching. Then they also got other young talent on their team, like Wendell Carter. But, yeah, they certainly can be something in the future, just not within the next four years, I'd say. I almost just forgot about the NBA Finals. The Bucks were able to take Game 3, so it's 2-1 Suns right now. Game 4 will be on tonight. I got the Suns winning it. But now, sadly, the Suns and 4 meme will kind of go to rest. It was always funny to see people like, oh, Suns and 4 after a Suns victory against the Bucks, But that will be gone. But Game 3 was just awful for Devin Booker. If the Suns want a chance to win and beat the Bucks, they need all their players to play at the best of their ability. You can't have your number one scorer. Well, he wasn't the number one scorer that game, but the guy that you go to to score a lot of the points only score 10 points and miss like 10 shots. Like you don't need that to happen to yourself when you're trying to win against this very, very good and healthy Bucks team. It's going to be a close series. I still got Suns and seven. The four major sports weren't the only thing that had a ton of news. There's also been a lot of news outside of it as well. One of the big ones in the soccer world, I'm not a fan of soccer, but I'll talk about it. Italy was able to take down England to win the 2020 Euro Championship. Apparently, it was a close game throughout the entire time, but Italy was able to take the victory in penalty kicks, I believe they're called. So congrats to Italy. That's cool for me because I am Italian. But like I said, I'm not too big into soccer, though. Also in the soccer world, Messi won his first title with Argentina. So congrats to him. They were able to beat Brazil in Copa America, America, I believe it's called. So congrats to them. Congrats to Argentina. Congrats to Messi. Congrats to everyone that was a part of that team for being able to win that. Good for them. But I'm not too interested in it because I'm not a fan of soccer, like I've said. Then Wimbledon was also going on. And so I'd like to say congrats to Novak Djokovic for winning Wimbledon for his 20th slam victory. The dude continues to be great, continues to show why he is one of the top male tennis players in the world. Congrats to him. Congrats to 
his family, whoever he's going to party with. Congrats to all of them. You know, today it's a good day for the sports world. You know, congrats to everyone that's won a title within the past week or so. You know, congrats. Then over in the golf world, the Open begins tomorrow, but Hideki Matsuyama, the Masters champion, had to withdraw from the tournament because he tested positive for COVID. And then Bubba Watson also had to withdraw from COVID because he got exposed to it. Although he is fully vaccinated, he doesn't want to risk exposure with it to any of the other players out there. So good for him. That's just a classy move to realize the trouble that he can cause and then for him to be able to back out of it. Because he is worried about other people's safety, which is have, which has been what this entire past year has been about just caring for others and worrying about their safety more than yours. Like he is fully vaccinated, so he technically should be fine. But why risk it for other people? I feel like I've said congrats a lot in this episode, but the SBs just happened, so I'm gonna say it some more. Like I said, obviously, just now, the ESPYs did happen over the weekend. Anthony Mackie was the host, and he was a good host. I really enjoyed it. He poked fun at a bunch of players like Trey Young, Ben Simmons. What he said about Ben Simmons was hilarious. You guys could look it up on your own time if you'd like to hear what he said, but it was funny. But I'm just going to quickly go over a few of the awards, not all of them, because we don't have all the time in the world. I'm trying to get this podcast done and over with because I'm not feeling the best. So, yeah, the best team was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That doesn't come too big of a shock to me because they were incredible during the playoffs and even more incredible in the Super Bowl. It just felt like that team was just unstoppable in that game. Then the best championship moment went to the Dodgers when they won the World Series. Then the best male athlete was Tom Brady. Then the best college athlete for the females, Paige Becker. She's a straight baller. And I mean baller. She could hoop for sure. Then the best play was Kyler Murray's Hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like that should not come to a shock. That just showed how crazy it was of a play. Then the best game was in the final four when it was Gonzaga versus UCLA when Jalen Suggs hit that insane buzzer beater. Then the best best athlete in women's sports went to Naomi Osaka. She's really fun to watch. You know, even though it's tennis, she's incredible. She's still young, too, so she's going to be good. Then the best MLB player went to Shohei Otani. You know, I mean, there's not too much to say for that. The dude's having an incredible year, as you guys have heard me talk about on this podcast multiple, multiple times now. Best NFL player, Tom Brady, which makes sense considering he was named like the best overall player. I believe it was. Then best NBA player was Stephen Curry. That one, uh I don't know. The dude did do really good. But I don't know if you can name him the best. Maybe. that. See, the best player in the NBA is always a toss-up between a couple people, maybe a few more than a couple. But, yeah, 
Then best WNBA player was Brianna Stewart from the Seattle Storm. Congrats to her. And the best NHL player was a bit controversial. It was Patrick Kane, which I don't mind because I'm a Blackhawks fan. But how do you not give it to Connor McDavid right there? I mean, the dude had an incredible season. 100 points in 60 games or whatever it is over what Patrick Kane did. I feel like that should have been a no-brainer, but they're just stupid for saying this came. But congrats to him, you know. Do your thing, man. Then the best college athlete in men's sports was Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner. The dude went absolutely crazy this year. Good for him. Best athlete in men's golf, Phil Mickelson. See, right there, uh, I don't know, man. He did win, uh, what was it called? I'm blanking on what it was called. The PGA Championship, I believe it was. He won it, but there was a lot of players that could have won it over him, in my opinion. Then the best boxer went to Tyson Fury. Once again, I hope he is okay and deals with COVID just fine. Then best um, athlete for tennis, Novak Djokovic, which I don't mind. He just won Wimbledon, so congrats to him. Then, let's see if there's anything else that really. Oh, best athlete with a disability. Chris Nikic, I believe his name is. Congrats to him, man. Watching his speech was really cool. He just wished the best for himself. That's all you could do. So, congrats to him. The dude's an absolute stud. And, yeah. The best MMA fighter went to... Habib, I don't know, because he's technically, I think he's still fighting, but he's not, like, fighting fighting, though. He said he's done fighting, but yet they still give it to him. To me, it doesn't fully make any sense, but, oh, well. Oh, best breakthrough athlete, LaMelo Ball. That doesn't come too much as a shock to me, because the dude's a stud. I mean, how much better could you be as a rookie? Breakthrough year? Uh, I think he'll certainly do better. There's certainly also a few other people that could have won the award. But they decided to give it to him. So, oh well. Congrats to all those players that did win an SB. And congrats to everyone that was nominated for one. So I'm going to give you guys a round of applause. Congrats to everyone that won something, like I said. Congrats to everyone that's won a championship, a slam victory, whatever. Just congratulations to everyone. All right, that's going to be it for this podcast episode. I look forward to seeing you guys next week. I'd like to apologize for it being shorter. I just sort of wanted to get through this podcast because I'm not feeling the best. My throat's hurting me. So talking certainly isn't helping, but I knew I had to get a podcast out on time this week after having to postpone last week's to Thursday instead of Wednesday. Yep. Thank you guys so much. And I hope you're back next week.